0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. One of the biggest legislative changes to come to the retirement system in the United States is about to occur. The SECURE Act, which will look to guarantee better retirement options for millions of Americans, was part of the spending bill passed last week in the House of Representatives and should be passed by the Senate when back in session after the holidays. Tom Meyer is CEO of Meyer Capital Group, who joins us to discuss the changes. Good to see you. Thanks, Dan. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, so when you think about retirement savings, before we get into the SECURE Act, are you confident where most people are, or are you a little hesitant where a lot of people may be in terms of the amount of money they put aside, the structure, the mindset that they have in place right no, now?
1: Very hesitant. Uh, fully 25% of all working adults do not have any retirement funds, zero across the board. And honestly, I, I, I believe it starts with financial literacy. It starts as, little, as early as high school. When you have seniors that come out, of, of high school, they don't have a clue about life planning, financial planning, uh, investments, uh, and then you even have your college graduates that come out and don't have a clue. And we've really fallen down on this as a nation. And uh, I think us uh, in this business, I think we have to learn how to give back and somehow come together to to help this scenario. Because no matter what the government does, and there's good nuggets in here, don't get me wrong, positive yeah. nuggets, yeah. but we have to do a better job uh, as far as financial literacy is concerned.
0: Has... Then has technology helped or hurt this process of of having the understanding that you need to have?
1: Both. It's helped as far as transparency uh, and knowledge, but it's also hurt because, hey, guess what? You can go click and and start trading your 401k, and that's never a good thing to do because we have these knee-jerk reactions because of
0: technology. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's start with what you're seeing as, as the most important changes with the SECURE Act moving forward. Well, let's start, first of all, the SECURE Act, we were a little bit taken aback by this. We didn't think okay. it was
1: going to be part of this spending bill. They bolted it on to this uh, year-end uh, spending bill. And let's, first of all, what it stands for. Yep. Okay? This is our government. Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. That's the Secure Act right there. Uh,
0: Okay. They worked hard on that one. They sure did. Yeah. Took them
1: them like three years to come up with that. (laughs) So let's see. So let's talk about the good. First thing is for retirees starting in 2020, if you're 70 and a half in 2020, you do not have to take out your required minimum distribution until you are 72. Right. If you're 70 and a half in uh, 2019, sorry, you're out of luck. Right. You got to start with your RMDs. So that gives you another year and a half of tax deferred Mm -hmm. growth. Um, at your option, of course. Also, since we're working hard, uh, long and hard, into our 70s now, um, they have basically uh, done away with the age limitation for IRAs, and you can work until you're 70 or 80 and still contribute to an IRA, which is great. You could do that with the 401ks. You could not do that with the IRAs. That's good news. Um, This law allows part-time employees... Instead of one thousand hours, it's now five hundred hours, starting in twenty twenty one, to participate in a four hundred one k plan. Right. Finally, great news. Um, they also uh, have a tax credit for small and mid sized businesses, a five up to five thousand dollar tax credit, f- to entice small businesses yeah. to offer retirement plans for their employees. Okay, there you go. That, that's good. Um, five twenty nine plans. It allows the ability to take out ten thousand dollars one and done to pay down on student loans. Uh, it helps.
0: It, it does, but when you think about the, the amount of student loan that many people are carrying, $10,000 in some it. cases is a drop in the bucket.
1: Uh, it's a start. Let's put it that okay, way. My right. guess is you're going to see that increase exponentially in the next 5 to 10 years.
0: I- increase by the amount or by in- the amount. increase by the numbers of times that you can do it?
1: Uh, no, I think it's going to be a lifetime, but it's going to be the amount. Okay. Um, and <laughs> This is long overdue, too. I, I don't know what the big deal is, to be honest with you, but, you know, 10000 with today's school debt, it's a drop in the bucket, but it's a, uh, at least it's a start. Um, if you're having a child or you're adopting a child, you're able to take out $5,000 um, penalty-free but not tax-free. Right. So you still have to pay taxes on that $5,000, right. so be so beware of that. And uh, your students, your graduate students, fellowship students that get stipends— um, guess what? You can now open up a Roth IRA or a regular IRA where you couldn't before because it was not viewed as earned income. Good news there. Let's get to the bad. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> as he taps his paper, this this is the expecting biggest. the trouble.
1: <laughs> this is where this really throws us into a tizzy because now we have to go back and, and really talk about what, what is happening here. The stretch IRA is dead. Done. Okay. Okay, and what that meant that the your second leg down beneficiary would inherit an IRA. Correct, yeah. And basically have the lifetime of taking out the funds in that IRA. Yep. I mean, it could go 20, 30 years.
0: When somebody passes away, the father, the mother, and then it gets passed down to and the, passed to the down, child. Passed down, passed
1: down, passed down, which is yeah. great based on their mortality tables and the IRS tables. Now, it's a 10-year time frame. The money has to be out of that IRA, inherited IRA, within 10 years.
0: Right. Why do they want to put that time frame on there, do you oh, think? Oh,
1: because they need cash. Yeah. It's all, it's, this is the a, tax money. This, this yeah. is basically a stealth tax, tax increase. Yeah. This is what it comes down to. Yeah. Now, of course, we, we're dead. We're six foot under. It's not our problem. Right. It's, it's how we leave it to our, from a state planning standpoint of view and to our heirs. Right. Um, one good thing about this, though, they, the RMD is gone. So you can wait until the ninth or up to that 10th year to take it all out at one time. Sure, right. So maybe um, if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket, you know, in the ninth or 10th year, then you can hold off by taking that off. So no more required minimum distributions on an inherited IRA. So
0: you really need to look at, uh, when you think about this, if you are the individual inheriting this amount, look at your tax structure what it probably will be over the course of a ten year window to decide whether or not you take it as kind of a lump sum or if you spread it out over the ten years that's correct
1: yeah now it's it's two times now that's the one that's that is whose ira i r a it is what do we do now do we do we now accelerate um, money coming from the i r a yeah. instead of the taxable accounts because now we still have the step up rule, so now all of a sudden the step up rule comes into play. Of course, they'll probably do away with that, too, down the road also. But that at least would be uh, almost maybe a tax-free scenario versus having to pay tax over a 10-year period. Okay. Uh, now you look at the scenario of accelerating um, uh, payments, or excuse me, contributions into a, or convert into a Roth IRA now. Yeah. So that it,
0: no matter what, it'll have to still come out, but it'll be tax-free. Yeah, we, do you think then, then we would probably see more people kind of go that route? I yes. mean, obviously they will, they'll take the tax hit, but then, in many cases, they'll just roll it into a Roth, so that it's tax-free for whenever they need it down the road.
1: Or their heirs is more right. importantly, it's, right. it's 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 almost not about us. This is a one for the for the right. And that's what here. I was
0: saying. For the heirs to do that, yes, the, the the family member passes away, it gets passed down to them. They take the tax on it and roll it right into a Roth.
1: Right. Well, yeah, but don't forget the inherited IRA. No matter what's going to happen, you're going to pay taxes on it. Right. It's it's trying right. to get there you know before the tax man does which means while you're alive you can now start maybe really seriously looking at converting some of this into a Roth IRA so that your beneficiaries will never have to pay tax on it correct that. right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> you know uh, there are there are um, some exemptions here um, if you are a minor and uh, you you uh, get an inherited IRA it would be a custodial on a her IRA then you do not have to you do not apply for the ten year tax rule until you're the age of majority, which usually is twenty one right then you'll have to have that ten year time frame right if you're disabled um, you have uh, an exemption on the ten year uh, window and also let's see if you are a, a chronically ill and if you are ten years no more than ten years younger than the person that passes away, you will not be required to do the ten-year. Um, contra- I mean, uh, ten-year. Uh, the roll down. Yeah, you would have the. You would be exempt. You would actually be able to stretch that out.
0: Right. You mentioned the age, and I, I think that's an important piece to this uh, for those people starting in 2021. You don't have to start taking the. The, the, the annual amount until you're age 72, which I think is important for a lot of people considering the fact that you said we're seeing more people want to work into their 70s anyway.
1: Oh, no no doubt about it. And and th- there is a caveat here because there are a lot of these, uh, the qualified charitable distributions that come out. And a lot of charities were anticipating some charitable contributions when people were 70 and a half. Now yeah. they're going to have to put that off for a year and a half because you cannot do the uh, qual- the uh, charitable distribution until you begin your RMDs.
0: So how do you review, then, the changes that are made? I mean, obviously, there's the good and the bad of this, but but does the good outweigh the bad overall?
1: I think the good, as if you're younger, outweighs the bad. Um, I, but I think that if from an estate planning, purely estate planning, and you're older, right. this really, we got to put pen to paper here and, and, and go back to the drawing board.
0: Really? Oh, what, yeah. What would you like to see done?
1: Well... I would have not. I would have liked to see the stretch continue, but yeah. because of this, it, it it offers all different options that. Look, you can even look at this. I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but you could take a chunk from the IRA and pay for some type of a insurance policy that comes out tax free. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is something that really wasn't even in the forefront of my thought process, but now it's something to, that we have to show our clients that there's a possibility of
0: going down that road. But again, this is going to be important, again, for people that maybe find themselves in this situation to get with their investment professional and and truly take a deeper dive into what the best path is for them.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, we're going to be very busy
0: uh, <laughs> in the next few years. <laughs> Tom, great having you in here. Thanks, Thanks very Dan. much. Tom Meyer, CEO of the Meyer Capital Group, joining us here in studio.